Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of At The Movies with William Fletcher. As per usual, I am your host, William Fletcher, and I'm joined by my usual comrade, Mr. Harry Jobson. Yeah, I'm not Russian, by the way, but I will take comrade as a sense of camaraderie. Yes, and uh, Barney is not going to be joining us for a couple weeks. Yeah, so this week we are going to be uh, covering the first half of David Fincher's filmography. Uh, so the first six films of his career, that being Alien Cubed, Seven, The Game, Fight Club, and Panic Room. Uh, so that's, And then next week we'll be covering The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, and Mank. So that's what next week will be uh and, and before we get into the talking about this um I, I may cut this out when i go back to editing uh just to sort of date this we are recording this on the 29th of october and it has come out that matthew perry has uh very sadly passed away and um uh, it's just it's sad i just i just wanted to mention it because it uh it's it really uh it it hit it's hit me hard because it's not was unexpected and it's just you know uh i think matthew perry was a wonderful talent yeah and um yeah he'll be very very sorely missed uh i just wanted to mention that and uh so uh, david fincher to, to get into the films that we're covering this week i think i've said this before uh i've certainly said this off recording i don't know if i said it during recording but i think david fincher is my favorite filmmaker of all time like straight up, I don't. Yeah, think, I, I, I think there's a lot. I, I think too fact, I think most people like David Fincher. I think it's hard to sort of dif- dislike David Fincher as a filmmaker. I think. I mean, I yeah, don't. I, I just. I don't dislike him. I don't like. He's not my favorite, but he's not my least favorite. He's made films that I absolutely adore. Yeah, but then he made the like. Uh, then he made like Panic Room. So, which. I, <laughs> Panic Room's good. It's just, yeah. yeah. Um, so first off, we're starting with uh, Alien Cubed or Alien Three, if you want to be pedantic. Um, I'm gonna say Alien Cubed because that's well, that's how the, that's what the title. I've known it uh, as Alien Three look. my whole life, but yeah, um, I never really cared. I mean, we're we're gonna do. We're going to probably do a proper episode on the Alien films at some point, because there's a new Alien film coming out next year, so we might talk about this a bit more then. Um, I don't really like this film all that much. I think this is actually quite bad. Is it the second worst of the quadrilogy, like the original quadrilogy, or is it... I still haven't seen the fourth one yet. I think the fourth one, I think, is regarded as, like, the worst one. But three and four, like, the first two are, like, excellent. Have you not seen them? I've seen the first two. I've seen the first two. Okay, I've, 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 well, seen, seen, the I've seen the 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 three, but I haven't seen the fourth okay. either. Yeah, the, well, I haven't seen the fourth one either. But it's it sort of everyone agrees that the first two are like the best two, generally, and then after that, it's just sort of like it's sort of they all sort of get worse as time goes on. I'm not the biggest fan of Alien Cubed. I I don't really like it that much. I I didn't rewatch it for this because I'll probably discuss it in the Alien 
episode that we will likely do. So my rating will possibly change then, but it just doesn't. I mean, are you familiar with like the behind the scenes issues this film had? Because there was like there's like a lot of stories of behind the scenes. Uh, I'm not familiar yeah. with the with the behind the scenes sort of drama for Cubed. Uh, I'm also I'm also just watched it and, and did sort of looked at the juxtapositions between the first two films, which I quite liked. Aliens is what well. like Alien and Aliens. Aliens is more accessible than Alien, but Alien is better than Aliens. And Alien Cube yeah, a- a- exists. Alien. Yeah, Alien is... I think Alien is better than Aliens. I, I do think people who prefer Alien... I, I, like, uh, people are entitled to their opinions, of course, but I do think, like, if someone preferred... Like, that, that's sort of like a common question, like, which do you prefer, Alien or Aliens? And and depending on which film someone chooses, it's it's very it says a lot about the kind of film watcher they are. And um but yeah, I don't like Alien Cubed it but the 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 the, the behind the scenes issues that occurred were basically that David Fincher had a lot of issues with the studio and they kept making changes to it and they kept um Yeah, I know that there are like took the film there are like four known different scripts for this film. Oh yeah, there's like a bunch. There's like a couple different edits. I think of the film. Like there's like the assembly cut, which I think is like the proper one that David Fincher was making. Um, which just has an yeah, absolute fucking pacing issues. But yeah, yeah, he fell out of he fell out with the the studio. They they took the film from him and just made it their own thing. Um, and it sort of it led to David Fincher basically wanting to never make a film again, which would have been. A travesty if David Fincher had stopped after Alien, you know, after Alien Cubed, if he, if he never made any more films. But to be honest, I really don't have a lot to say on it. I, I didn't rewatch for this, so my memory's very hazy of it. And I just don't think it's worth talking that much about it in, in general anyway. And plus, we're going to do an Alien episode, so we'll talk about it properly I, then. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think you sort of just quickly touch on, again, the pacing issues that the... The assembly cut has pacing issues with um in comparison to the first two films. It, it's just yeah poor in that aspect. But the theatrical cut, which I didn't watch all of, I will be honest, because I'd already watched the assembly cut. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the theatrical cut, yeah. I know, ha- had glaring oh, so plot the holes. Assembly cut I did. Like you didn't watch the. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, I watched I've it, and I was like, the, like one day, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, but it was like, uh, they didn't, I don't know. I, I was watching it, and I think, again, it does what the first two Alien films does well with, like, a discussion on feminism, and it's a very pro-choice film, but it's weird because it's with yeah. an alien. Um, But it is about yeah. a woman fighting about what she wants to do with her own body. I think Killing Off, I can't even think of their names right now, they're that forgettable. Um, Yeah, yeah. The main yeah. No, 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 not no. I mean, in the in the first like sequence of the film, they kill off the first, they kill off. Oh, they kill off the kid. And, yeah, the uh, kid and the guy. Yeah. And it's like I, I think don't. I I like. That's really weird. Yeah. I, I, I understand the I, think, I understand I doing it. I do. I get it because you want to. It, it's kind of a shit message to be like a woman finds her purpose in being a mo- mother and a partner, but at the same time, you've killed off a child, like. 
Yeah, but and no it's real reason. And it's like off-camera death. It's like ridiculous. It's like on, but it's not. Yeah, I find that so weird because it, it it essentially, yeah, um, yeah. No, 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 no. I it it basically takes the it basically very immediately just like all all the sort of the happy ending that aliens gives you we're just gonna just fucking undo it all um yeah yeah that's it's it's, i i don't think but yeah i also just don't find i don't i don't like the characters that much in it either like i think the characters don't really work even like ripley i don't think she from my memory she didn't work that well yeah Um, but yeah, I don't like it that much. I, I gave it my rating that I've got it as now is a three out of ten, which is probably a bit harsh, and a rewatch may bump it up. Um, but yeah, I'm just I just wasn't yeah, it's a like a three or a four. It's just like it's yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not even that bad. It's just I'm not gonna watch it again if I don't have to. I mean, yeah, and in comparison to. In comparison to the first two, it's a massive drop in quality. Like, it's not good. Yeah, like, comparatively to... The first two are so good, and then the third one's just shit. But, yeah, um, so then we're going to move on to seven. Now we're getting on to, like, the proper, you know, the good films, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you don't like them. Um, but yeah, um, David Fincher, he basically said that after how bad his um uh, experience was with alien cubed he said he'd rather slit his wrist than make another film so he was not uh particularly happy but very glad that he uh continued making films uh so seven i rewatched for the first time in a couple of years uh, have you have you seen seven before this or uh, i imagine you yeah kind of i don't know it was I like I, we were watching it and then just like kind of stopped paying attention and went and did something else. But we we sat down with the intention, me and my friends, like, like fourteen. So we got distracted easy. We're like, oh, we're gonna watch seven. Well, we're gonna watch Fight Club and seven because we're like, oh, they basically because they basically I'm not even gonna lie have the exact same film poster. It's just Brad Pitt in the forefront <laughs> and then the secondary character like, um, yeah, but that is true. Very similar lighting, very similar looks on that. Like, but I just. We we just we were watching it, and we were like, I don't know. We we got distracted, but I re- I remember the first couple of sequences of the film, and then I rewatched it again this week, and it was it was good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I'm annoyed though because I found there was a screening at like a cinema for seven, um, like last week I think. But by the time I figured it out, by the time I found out, I had already planned to do other stuff during the day. And that was when I saw Killers of the Flower Moon. So I'd already been in the cinema for like four yeah. hours that day. I don't know. I didn't know if I wanted to spend two plus hours at like a 7 p.m. showing of seven years. You know, as, as much as I, as I, much as I really like the film, I don't, I didn't know if I wanted to spend, you know, yeah, be out at 7 p.m., especially in the city, because I don't like the city. I find the city not ideal to be honest it's very um i don't like the city that much to be honest uh but seven i rewatched it i don't love it as much 
I will admit. I still think it's a really good film, but it's a film that, like, I rewatched. I'm like, oh, this isn't as good as I remember. And I think the the main problem was the first half an hour or so is not that engaging to me. It's a bit yeah. slow and dull. It takes, like, a little bit. Like, once the film sort of gets into the film, like, once it starts going, it just... It, it's really great once it, you know, gets going. Do you know how it long... Takes like 30 it took embarrassingly long for me to make the connection. Where I was like, oh, that's why it's called Seven. Like, I, I, I was listening <laughs> to it and I'm like, oh, the sins. Ah, oh, I get it. And I, I think also just touching on character really quickly um, and performances. And Brad Pitt is a win. Um... He yeah. he plays basically just a man teenager child. Um, he, he, he really does, yeah. Yeah, and I think obviously Morgan Freeman always a W as well. But I think always we we don't we we touched on this a bit about Baby Driver. I don't love Kevin Spacey just as a person. That is um, he's kind of a really like yeah. even with him being acquitted or whatever. I just don't. Yeah, it doesn't. He does. Yeah. He, he gives you a weird vibe. All I'm saying is he does a really great job at portraying a fucking potential serial killer. Uh, it's, he, he, like oh John Doe. He he really does, and that's so weird because you often hear stories. I'm sure you've heard stories, um, about how there are like when Heath Ledger played the Joker, how. You know how in, how into the character he got, and how intense he was, and then off camera he was just like the nicest guy. Yeah, you know? and it's like, how is that? You know, and you, and you find that like where like the nicest actors are like play like the horror horrible characters, but then sometimes you get actors like Kevin Spacey who are just were really born for good roles. at playing, who are good at playing really, uh, who say that like he was Disturbed. really. Yeah, and I think, to be fair, I do think Kevin Spacey is quite good in this. Um, not my favourite. I don't think he's, like, the best part of the film, but I think... Because he's not even in it that much. He's only in, like, nah, the last... yeah. The third act. He's there for, what's in the box? And that's kind of it. What's in the box? What's in the fucking and, box? And, um... Yeah. And, um, they... I read a story that Kevin Spacey changed... Because he didn't want his name in the credits... Because he'd recently just done The Usual Suspects, and he's like a bad guy in The Usual Suspects. So he wanted his name to be, like, not in the credits. Just John Doe. So that people wouldn't know that he was, like, the killer. So that when it gets sort of revealed, people would be like, oh my god, it's Kevin Spacey. Um, But yeah, to, to, to sort of go on performances, Brad Pitt, I think a very, very good talent in... I. I Brad Pitt's just one of those actors where he just has that natural movie star charisma, you know? Where, yeah. like, you can just sort of put him in anything and he he's just so charismatic, you know? Yeah. I also think that... I think, this is... I, I think that this Gwyneth Paltrow did a really good job. I think she was ahead of the game. This is... Ha! <laughs> um... This is probably the only Gwyneth Paltrow performance where she hasn't annoyed me. Yeah. Like, even, like, in the MCU, I don't... 
I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow as a person. Guys, make that clear. I, I find her very just not. Yeah. Well, her whole like goop thing or whatever the fuck with her, like that's just weird, and I don't like that. She says like fucking natural medicines or whatever the fuck they're called. Like she sells bullshit like that. I don't. I don't like. Yeah. That. I find that very. I find that very just. I like her in Austin found... Powers, is though. That's right. That's true. I don't actually mind her in her very small cameo in in. Austin Powers. Yeah, in, in Austin Powers. That right? Yeah. The fuck was her name again? She's got like a an incredibly explicit. Name. I forget what her name was in that film though. Yeah, I don't. Um, I know, like, because Britney Spears and shit was in it as well. The yeah. whole Goldmember film was just a blur. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, Brad Pitt. I think Brad Pitt is fantastic in this. Uh, Morgan Freeman. It's hard to go wrong with Morgan Freeman. You know, it's hard to, yeah. to fuck up a good Morgan Freeman performance. Like this is maybe my favorite performance of his. She plays. Possibly. I don't she know. Plays maybe, Dixie Norman, by she... the way. Dixie Normus. That's what her name was. That's right. I remember. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Morgan Freeman is is fantastic in this, and I I really love the chemistry that Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman have in this film. They've got they bounce off each other really well. You know, it's the it's you know it's the it's like a body buddy cop film, but you know, with a bit of a more serious. It's much more serious. It's not like a comedy. It's a yeah. I mean, I think this film is. Quite unnerving, to be honest. I don't like it, no. I uh, this film, I uh, like. I like the film, but I don't like the feeling it gives me. It's a really, it's very gross. It's very grimy. It's raining all the time. It's just miserable, and the kills. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it Some is. Some of those kills are just not. But that's what Fincher not. does. But like. He he really gets grit, if that makes sense. And the, the, yeah, this film does. is largely yellow as well, which like the the last sequence is com- like very yellow. But we talk uh, yeah, yellow yeah. is way more in, a thing in Zodiac than it is in in Zodiac in yeah. Seven. But I just it it oh we're feels... also covering Zodiac this week. You actually remind me. I forgot we are going to talk about Zodiac because as well oh, because. This film, the the color, like in cinema, the color yellow. It it the way it bounces off skin tone, yellow lighting, makes it people look yeah, really sickly. Create the re- yeah, it does, and I think, I think this film. I will say, I think this film sort of lives and dies on sort of the third act with like the reveal and everything. I think. If that the ending wasn't as good, the film wouldn't be as good. And I think the ending somewhat influenced some people's opinions in the sense of like they leave the cinema, or they they you know they leave the film thinking, oh, that had such a great ending, and they sort of use that, and they think the whole film is that great. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the film does have pacing issues as well. I'm not gonna lie, it, it does take. It, it does have yeah. It, it the first half an hour is too long i think it takes a bit too long to get to the 
the grit to get to the good stuff yeah you know like we, we have um yeah it's and we sort of the film opens with a kill but it just is a bit slow for the first 30 minutes um and i and i think that's you know i think i've taught I, I think that's valid criticism if a film is slow and there's no real up like i like i think that's valid criticism to say if film's too slow or it's too fa- too fast as well you know like the pacing is a is an issue that i find with a, not not all films but with some films um yeah the kills i think the worst kill for me is the one with the prostitute with the like oh yeah handcrafted it's the most i first of all i appreciate that we don't see it partially because it would be way too gruesome but also just like the implication of it you know what i mean like i i i i'm i don't i don't need to see graphic violence if it's not necessary you know yeah which i find is a problem actually i find a lot of films are just violent for the sake of it and it there's no real thematic justification to it it's just like oh look here's a really violent thing but there's no it doesn't need to be and i and i find because we don't see any of the kills taking place, which I... I think with Seven, the way that Brad Pitt plays off Morgan Freeman is really great as well. I also think that the final sequence, the final five minutes, I know that David Fincher argued didn't have to be in the film, but I think it's important that we see Morgan Freeman's character continued. Now I'm going to just say the actor's characters, because I can't think of every name of every character. But I think... It's important that we do see Morgan Freeman's character continue working because it, 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 I don't know, it shows like a shift in his desires before the film and sort of what, what the events of the film made him into. Um, we do, but obviously the biggest emotional climax of the film is brad pitt's what's in the box what's in the box what's in the fucking box and the way he whines about what is in the box like we know what's in the box everyone knows what's in the box thank you kevin spacey for that um but plus it's iconic like the the impact that that's had on popular culture huge i don't know for because i do i do want to touch on the way that the way that these films make me feel these specific types of, and I know that William hates this word. He doesn't believe that this is a genre, but I don't. I don't know that he'd like me saying this, William. But your favorite director directs thrillers, and this is a gory, gritty, dankish thriller. And it makes me feel sick. And I don't, I can't get to the more metaphorical meaning of each intricate part of these films because I find it hard to get past what this film is directly showing me. And it, and I understand that that's the emotion that it's trying to invoke in a viewer, but that's, that's the way it makes me feel. Fight Club, for example, is a bit different because Fight Club is less about actually killing, like they do kill. Obviously, there is the whole, there's a whole, like, cultish side of it. And we'll get onto it in Zodiac as well, but, oh my god. It makes, 
There's a reason that my favorite Fincher film is The Social Network. That's because it involves the least guttural yuckness. But, and we also are going to touch on the film's posters. Uh, I'm just going to say this all while I have the chance. Um, Seven, I don't love the poster at all. It's just like an older version of the current floating heads. Fight Club, I do like, even though it's basically just the poster for Seven, but it's just got the bar of soap. This is Fight Club, and I like it. Zodiac poster, though, specifically. I just having the Golden Gate Bridge, but making it look like those eyes are crying. How cool is that? Yeah, but um, they, they they invoke this really guttural feeling and I, in me, and I find it hard to get into the deeper, like, metaphorical and sort of, right. like, metatextual <laughs> concepts of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. of what is so... The, the guttural feeling I get from what is being directly shown to me, which is the gore, the grit, the... Like, I just don't like it. Yeah, I, I think we've spoken about this before, for, for those of you listening. Harry's not the biggest horror fan, and you're not really a big... Are you, like, squeamish? Like, easily squeamish? Or you just you just don't like that kind of thing? You don't like gore and that? If you, if... I'm not, like... I won't, like, faint at blood, or, like... Like, I played... Yeah, but it's just... played a bit of footy growing up, and, I'm, like, I, I've seen injuries... And I've been injured yeah. and stuff, but it's, it's more like seeing, like, like, I don't like a real gory video of someone being beheaded or like, oh, no. like I that mean, stuff. Like that. It I, just I, makes I, me, like, I don't, I, it makes me feel sick. Like I, yeah, I don't like that. I'm like, really not a big fan of that. Or, or like bleeding from the eye. That's why I hated, um, I, I, I like it if it's like a in a, like in a funnier concept, like, Take um, take Kingsman for example. When they turn that guy into a burger, that is gross and gory, but it's kind of funny. Like, it's yeah. it's funny yeah. and like because it's like in a comedy film, it's funny in concept. But yeah, yeah. um, it, in the way it's played, it's a heightened reality because it's not like yeah, it's very heightened reality that film as well. It's not yeah. trying to be like it, it's satirical. Film. Yeah, it, and it's like yeah, almost exactly. slapstick. Whereas like this. Like, yeah, exactly. or or in Tropic Thunder, when the guy steps on his mind and like Robert Downey Jr. is eating his head, he's like, "See, it's fake. It's fake. Oh, it's corn yeah. syrup. Just blood flavored corn syrup." It's like, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. not Robert Downey Jr. Sorry, um, Ben Stiller, but yeah, when no, I get it, what it, you're it, saying. Like, yeah. like, yeah, it just it irks me. Hmm. I know. I, I totally get what you're saying. I don't think this film is exploitative, though. I think this film could potentially, in a different director's hand, be a very exploitative film. And I'm glad it's not. I think the the film, it shows... Well, it doesn't show you violence. It shows you the aftermath of violence. And I think that's good. I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't mind that. Look, we could do a whole episode on Seven, but we have set ourselves like a strict time limit to try and make this a bit shorter so we're not recording for ages because we've got places to be and everything um i give seven an eight and that's a bump down from a 10 so i i used to love this film a lot lot more but just those first 30 minutes really drag it down a bit for me personally anyway yeah i give it a seven and that's on that's on the nose um but i i think it's good i just and I do think it's great compared to other films that I've maybe even rated higher. Like, I can't remember what I gave Bullet Train, but I think it was a 10. But 
um, <laughs> especially being a Brad Pitt film as well. But I think when we when we discuss an entire director's filmography, you need to put it into the concept of other things that he's made or that yeah, they. You need to compare it. You you compare it sort of to his other films, like is you know. It's and you, a, and when you, know, you when you've got Fight Club and The Social Network in that catalog, which I think are both tens, it it creates a spoiler alert but it and and then you've also got zodiac which i like a lot more than i do like seven but i still love seven yeah i've got to give it i've got to give room for again fight club zodiac even if we do end up talking about other films such as like gone girl or yeah um yeah but, but just before i move on the ending the head in the box. I do really like the ending. I just want to make that clear before we move on. I oh, yeah, think no, I think it's really great. Well. I mean, it's still um, the test of time. It's incredibly culturally impactful. Yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 you know, I knew the phrase, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? You know, like, I knew that before I even see, you know, this is what yeah, sort of, you know, big penetrated cult. You know, it's like the first rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. You know, that's one of those lines that everybody knows. Even like people who don't watch films or people who haven't even seen the film, they know the line. You know, it, it's just that iconic. Even though it's so simple, it's just Brad Pitt yelling, "In the box." Yeah, like, but it's the way he Brad says it. What's in the bags? What's in the bags? What's in the fucking box? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we move on to the game. Had you seen? I imagine you hadn't, but maybe you had, and because I'd seen it before and I rewatched it for this. But I hadn't I seen it before. Seen I watched it for the first time, and I'm going to be frank with you. I kind of forgot about what was in it. Um, it'll jog my memory <laughs> as we watch it, but I don't know if that's just sort of like a testament as to how remember, like how, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. Um, because there is possibly some people listening to this who haven't seen the game. So essentially what the film is about, it's Michael Douglas and it's like his birthday or something. It's like his birthday and his brother, I think someone buys him this thing where basically all these, it's like a massive prank that it is getting pulled on him. Yeah. Sort of. Like we're going to get into spoilers and you know, there's like all these like actors involved playing this very elaborate, elaborate prank on him. And it's it's fucking mental. It's it's this is one of the least David Fincher David Fincher films. It's like if I watched this and I didn't know what David Fincher directed it, I would not pick up that this is a date that like this is a David Fincher film. Like I knew he directed it going in, but if I hadn't, and like when the credits pop up and it says directed by David Fincher, I'd be like, oh, that because it doesn't feel like a David Fincher film like at all. You know. Yeah. Yeah, this film is um it does stand out quite a bit. I mean, you take uh just to touch on because I think the biggest thing about this film if you look at the other two David Fincher films we talked about before this, Alien Cubed is a bit I mean, you, when you when you're jumping into an already pre-established franchise, it's a little bit harder to really create your own. Um yeah. Because you've got to sort of work within the the law that has already been established in, yeah. the, in the French. But when you look at the other two, even though they are protagonist-driven 100%, it's usually the protagonist, like, like we, 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 
David Fincher is so obsessed. Like, Fincher does a really great job at capturing the overall world that his stories take place in. It's... Yeah. He he really shows you a lot of different perspective through the lens, whereas this seems incredibly protagonist-based. I mean, you watch this and it... Yeah. How isolated the protagonist feels compared to the first two films we've spoken about is stark contrast like the fact that he's the only person driving down one side of the road and everyone's driving the other way like that one shot where even though he can't see it he's technically he's being guided by the tram tracks though he thinks that he's creating his own path is like really it's really metatextually cool and that's kind of the only thing i remember I remember seeing that. I actually wrote that yeah. down. I was like, "That's a really cool shot," and I like how a yeah. lot of I like how this isn't the only film of his to take place in San Francisco. I think it's a very underappreciated place for stories to take place in. Mm. I think this film does sort of play into like sort of personal sort of like the idea that everyone is against you, like that, those kinds of stories, like like Invasion of the Body Snatch. I mean, this isn't like a body snatches story but it's like everyone sort of against this guy the sort of all in on a thing that he's not they're all in on the joke and he's not you know and that kind of thing i find very very interesting and quite uh yeah concerning i um i think michael douglas i think he's very good in this i think he does a lot of really good stuff he, not like the greatest acting in the world or anything but like he's very good for what he is, you know. I think he does. He brings a lot to the film. Again, I this film that just isn't as much to talk about. I feel like in comparison to 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 other Fincher films, we're gonna touch on, you know. And I I find that interesting because there's a lot at play in this film that I do really like. I just don't. I used to love this film a lot more, and I rewatched it, and I still think it's very good but I just don't love it in a way that I used to. But, like, it's good. Like, I, I think we can... But yeah. I think this is sort of, like, mid-tier David Fincher. Yeah, it's just not memorable. And it's nothing against the film, but I just... I It's, it's, it's not Fight Club, it's not Seven, it's not Zodiac, it's not... So, like, it's just not... Every, and every filmmaker has these films in their their uh, over over yeah. over 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 every every yeah, filmmaker they... has this within their body of work where you just find one or two films where you go oh they made that film like why yeah or yeah. you sort of watch it and you're like that's a good film but it's like this isn't like peak of this director's filmography you know like he i sort of i sort of get like that you know I mean, again, we find it with Martin Scorsese that, you know, we touched on a couple of weeks ago. You know, you find it with Steven Spielberg. James you know, Cameron. Like, you find films like James Cameron, no. Quentin Tarantino, arguably, where you get like, you, you, like, this is a good film, but I just don't love it. You know, it's one of his, it's one of their lesser films, you know, good movie, but it's not a film that I'm like, oh, this is a great film. You know, I think the game is sort of, um, I mean... I know we've sort of sped through this film, but to be honest, is there like much? 
No, it's kind of just like, <laughs> oh, tri- big prank shoots his brother. Yeah, and then he falls onto a big fucking pillow. Yeah. And I do like that ending, but it I do like ending. that sort of moment. I like but... how it swallows him as well. I think that's really good imagery. Yeah, because it's, it's how it's how it's bad. how this sort of I like it's how this idea that everyone is against him consumed him as a protagonist. Because yeah. not only is he visually yeah. isolated, but he has mentally isolated himself from everyone else. Yeah, there's like he's got a, like he's threatening a guy in public with a gun. Yeah, that's... you know, like he's doing like really not great things. Um. I give it an eight. It's it's solid, but I don't yeah, know it's, as much as I give it. Yeah, it's like a seven or a six to me. I don't even know if it's on the same, like... It's not as good as seven. I think we can agree that it's yeah. not as good as seven. Yeah, so it's like a six. And then we move on to Fight Club. Yes, finally! This is going to be a shorter episode than we I thought. Probably- I guess so, yeah. Um, I've already covered Fight Club properly. Like, I did an entire episode of on Fight Club. It was in, like, the first 20 I did, so go back and listen to it. My audio quality is shockingly bad, though. So, just to warn you, but go listen to it, because I've, I've really... I've already waxed lyrical about how great this is. And I, and I want to make a, something clear, that um, when we did Edgar Wright, Barney said that Shaun of the Dead, he, he thinks it's, like, the best film... I think Fight Club is the best film. Not my favorite, but I think it is... The best film ever made. The best film. Yes. And we'll sort of, we'll get into it a bit. Imagine, imagine, I, imagine I, saying I, that over The Truman Show. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I no. love The Truman Show as well. Go listen to our Truman Show episode. It's literally just Harry and I just fawning over that film for about an hour and a half. Okay, but, like, I just want to touch on this whole best film thing. Because, obviously, Fight Club is amazing, and we'll get into Fight Club. But when when you say best film, do you include feature animations? I'm including every film. Just... Oh, okay, okay, so it's, so it's SpongeBob SquarePants movie, then. <sighs> Have you seen no, that I... film? It is phenomenal. I'm a goofy goober, yeah. Um, I have I I do love the SpongeBob movie. I will admit, I think it's really good. No, but I I, I, I do genuinely... I do genuinely think that if you take like if you were to say top five objectively best films ever made, I think Fight Club is in that top five. I think most would agree, and it's a shame that this is one of the films that's been overtaken by bro you know, culture. Certain bro culture you know incels you know misogynist you know dumb people who don't get this film and this is a weird film because when it came out it was panned upon well not panned it people didn't like it as much like people did not a lot of like critics did not like this film that much when like it initially came out because they thought it was you know sort of showing it was very like glorifying um, violence glorifying it yeah and I don't agree with that. The film doesn't shy away from how brutal the violence is. Like the film, and the film never once glamorizes it. Like the violence is brutal. It you know it, it and it shows how brutal it is. You know, 
Yeah. Although... Arguably the bit where Edward Norton punches Jared Leto's face a bunch, because it's like in that slow slow motion, you could argue maybe that's a bit glamorizing it, but I don't really think so. No, nah, but like we're not we're we're glamor- we're glamorizing hitting Jared Leto, which I don't think is a negative thing to glamorize. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't like Jared Leto either. No, no. I think All I right, think cool. he seems to be self-aware about it though, and he actually he's actually good in Panic Room. I like him in Panic Room. Um, oh well, we'll get on to that. But yeah, um, not a big Morbius guy. No, it's it's so good, isn't it? Though, like I remember, I start, I rewatched it because I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, and I wanted to watch it again. And within like a couple minutes, I was like, oh, that's right, this film is just as good as i remember it being like this is a masterpiece of a film i think it has one of the top three needle drops of all time do you know what i what i mean when i say needle drop i know what a needle drop is i'm trying to remember which bit you're referring to. where is my mind where is my like at the end of the film oh when the when the buildings are all yeah 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 I I think that, that did you know that in I think China they changed the ending of this film. Yeah, I actually heard that. Yeah, they changed it, and it's like it's just like black text on screen, and it's just like oh, and then um fucking the police came in and they arrested everybody and they defused the bonds, you know, the end. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's so dumb. I don't like that. I think that's really bad. But you yeah. know, China censoring things is kind of. Yeah. Half of the course. Um yeah, I mean, this film is just I can't get over how remarkably well crafted this film is on every level. I think everything about this film is perfect. I think this is one of the best, if not the best directed films ever. Edward Norton gives maybe my favorite performance of his. I think Brad Pitt gives his best performance in anything I've ever seen of it. Yeah, Brad Pitt, I, you know, very much, like, peak physics. Like, this is peak Brad Pitt as well. Like, this was when he was at his biggest, I think. He, you know, he'd done Seven, he'd done Twelve Monkeys, Thelma and Louis. You know, he'd done all these films, and then this is the role. This is his best performance as far as I'm concerned. I really? Think this is truly... I think it is. I've, I've seen a lot of Brad Pitt. I think Yeah, but, like, surely work. Bullet Train. <laughs> like, undoubtedly, the performance he gives in that is, like... The, the five so like it's more than three dimensional it's like five dimensional so according to Letterbox, i've seen 16 brad pitt films which is quite i love brad pitt though yeah i think i, I yeah I, like we touched this before but he just has that career that movie star charisma you know i think he's yeah excellent and then i'm about to say something that i think i'm almost certain you're going to disagree with here and I think if Barney was here, I think he'd agree with me. Helena Bottom Carter gives not just my favorite performance of her career. I honestly think she gives the best female performance in any film ever. That's wrong. But no, you've got you've got a bunch of like different Tim Burton films that she's great in. She's really great in the King's Speech that she was in. She was good in Big Fish. Like I know that these sound like sort of different not real what i'm saying to you right now but i think to say that think... this is her i th- i don't know and i know i'm a harry potter fan and that's like 
not a thing to fucking people in film that like, oh my god, you're a Harry Potter fan. But it's, I think her Bellatrix is fucking perfect. Like, if you've read the source material, her Bellatrix, like, the way she performs as Bellatrix the Strange, you, I, look, you hate think, her as a person. I'll say this. I think um, Helena, bon- Helena Bonham Carter is my favorite female actor, just in general. I'm gonna, I want to make that clear. I think she's my favorite female actor. Yeah, just in general, she's my favorite female actor. I like Isla Fisher. Like, I've... <laughs> no, I, um... <laughs> I mean, I like Isla Fisher too, but I don't think she's a particularly amazing talent. Whereas I think Helena Bonham Carter no. is a remarkable, remarkable performer. Yeah, she is. She's um, she is amazing. You know, even the sort of smaller parts. This is probably my favorite Jared Leto role. I don't even mind him that much in this. He he actually doesn't annoy me. Meatloaf, come on, gotta love Meatloaf in this. Yeah, he does play uh, a good I, Bob. I I yeah yeah. Bob had bitch tits. This is a film that has, it's saying a lot. Someone's got a lot of things to say. And I, you know, it's, it's sort of sort of capitalist sort of culture. And it's just, it, it is annoying that people don't get this film because it's so clear. Like it's, it's like what it's saying is it's not, I don't think it's that subtle with like sort of the message really. I think it's sort of, beating you over that head with you know it's like a rock i i do really love this film but yeah. i just it's so easy like it's like because brad pitt is so obviously in the wrong it's just crazy that people don't see that you know um but yeah fight club i mean yeah as, as i mentioned before the violence is brutal like it's a really there are times where i'm like wincing because i'm like oh that is very very hard to watch yeah Um, but isn't it cool man isn't it don't you want to be like that we should start our own fight club no um i mean a lot of fight clubs i apparently did start up after this movie because people didn't because people because Um, people okay i've got a question and i think i know the answer to this I have, did you know you knew, did you know the twist going into it? No. Whoa, that's I didn't. Really? No, I know a wow. lot of people did. I don't know how I didn't know. Um I just avoided it. I knew cuz I I knew cuz I wanted to watch it. So I actively anytime someone talked about Fight Club, anytime there was a reference in media, I would just close my eyes and go la 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 until I watched it myself. Wow. And then when I watched it myself, I was like oh yeah. But I didn't I knew the twist about about a third of the way into the film. Oh, okay. So you figured it out while you're watching. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because um, I knew there was a twist. I knew there was a twist. Yeah. But I didn't know what the twist was. I had no context. Yeah. No, I um, I knew, I knew what the twist was when I went in. I went to right. So I went to a cinema once. I, I was seeing a movie once, and um, there was a. Uh, before like the movie, I forget what the movie was. But before the movie started, there was just like three like major plot twists. There was like Vader is Luke's father, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are the same character, and Bruce Willis is dead the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, why would you? Why would you do that? Like, why would you? Put Spoilers. That? No, like, uh... Empire Strikes. 
Like, Empire Strikes Back, I guess fair enough, because I think literally everyone knows that. But, like, the ending, you, you spoil the endings of The Sixth Sense and Fight Club. Like, why would yeah. you, that's so annoying. I don't understand why you would do that. Spoiler alert to um, everyone, by the way. But Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Um, but yeah, I knew the twist going in, but, so going in knowing the twist, I was picking up on a lot of things the first time. Like, there's those, there's a few moments where there's, like, um, like, shot, like, brief, like, free, like, individual frames where Tyler Durden's just there. I thought, yeah. oh, that's really good. I really like that. There's a scene where Edward Norton beats himself up in his, um, boss's office, and it's like, oh, he's so good at that, because yeah. he's been he doing that it, before. Yeah. yeah, he does it all the time. Yeah, I think it's great. Not all the time, but he's, yeah, he's done it before. I think he's, he's fantastic. Yeah, one, just, I just... It's uh, it's. it's I, but it's I do such... like I do like a message in this film, not the message, obviously, but there, there's a message of like, it's commonly known as escaping the matrix, but it's sort of like yeah, yeah, like if you have the opportunity to leave mundane, like if because he yeah. was clearly depressed, like obviously yeah. the best way about it isn't starting a fucking fight club. And becoming a domestic yeah, terrorist, um, and cult leader. Yeah. But the, um, but I do like that sort of idea that there are a lot of people that relate to the just addiction to filling his apartment with shit because it thinks he's going to fill him. Yeah, exactly. And I and I do really like I do like what they're saying about yeah you know. You know, there's that line that Tyler Dern has where it's like, we're buying stuff we don't need to impress people we don't like, you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, I, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's so true of so many people, you know? We, 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 yeah, we just buy, you know, we just do stuff to impress people. You know, I'm like that sometimes, you know? I do stuff to, yeah, impress people that I don't know or like that people that don't really give it, you know? And I yeah. imagine you, you're sort of, as well oh yeah like youtuber merch is a great example it's different to wanting to support like a creator but buying it because of the fear of missing out on yeah exactly where it's like who cares whether or not you have their hat or their pants or their shirt no one's gonna say you'll let like and if someone does say well you're less of a fan for not financially committing to them like (laughs) yeah like who cares It, 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 um... it is a real message of why care who cares yeah, exactly, and um, you know, and there's also that that line I really like where um, when they're going to the different um, <laughs> I do I will say I do really love that Helena Bottoms Carter character goes to a testicular cancer like help group, and there's yeah. just nothing like is I do really like that. No, no one really says funny. anything. Yeah, but there's that that line where that where everyone's like you know going to these like people. They feel like they actually listen instead of just waiting for their turn to speak. And I'm like, yeah. I really, really like that line because I think, I, I think that's, I think, yeah, I think it's really, really great. And I think this film, again, this film has a lot to say. And some people might not like what it has to say. Some people might misinterpret what it has to say. But I, uh, yeah, it, it's a critique of capitalism, basically. Like, I think like, it's, to 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 to, sim- to to break it down simply, it's a critique of yeah, sort of capitalist culture and this sort of 
a whole yeah buying stuff to 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 fill a void as it were or you know um yeah and sort of yeah and sort of consumerism as well i guess is sort of part of what sort of goes within the capitalist sort of yeah um i give it a i give it a 10 yeah i love it i yeah i i, I think that i mean i give it a 10 as well i've already talked about but yeah it's an easy 10 out of 10 because the performances are amazing as well like i just yeah oh. well, the performances are remarkable like again even like even meatloaf i actually think is he has a really good performance in this i i, I don't want to even that. Meatloaf. meatloaf is actually uh, like pretty good in this to be honest yeah um i don't i, I think bob has Jared Leto doesn't bother good. <laughs> yeah yeah um 10 out of 10 yeah i mean if barney was here again barney would just be joining us like like Barney is also a massive fan of this film. It, so it'd just be all three of us just going on about how great this film is. I mean, we have, but... It might be the highest rated film. Possibly. Well, because I've had two other people rate it when we covered... When I covered it, like, in its own individual episode. Someone gave it, like, a 7. Ooh, and someone I'm gave it, like, an 8.9 or something. Or I just rounded it to a 9. Yeah. I think I think no I think Truman Show would be our highest rated because it was just us two and we both gave it a ten, which is so, valid. Which is very valid. Um, and we're moving on to Panic Room. Oh, it's the only one of the films that I had not seen prior to this. I didn't like it, and uh, I don't have a lot to say on this one either. I really did not care for Panic Room all that much, to I be th- honest. I think Jared Leto was not. good. I don't, like, I didn't hate Forrest Whitaker. I thought that the performances were very okay. Forrest Whitaker was... I just didn't... This is a film that, in theory, I should love. Right? Like, it, this is a film that I feel like I should love. Like, people stuck in a room, or in a house in this case, love that shit, you know? I, I really love sort of films that could be told like as plays or like a bottle episode of a TV show. There, there's yeah, sure. nothing, there's no tangent to build off Panic Room. Whereas like Fight Club, there's a tangent to build off of it. Whereas yeah. Zodiac, there's, well, there's a tangent a to build off of Seven, there's a tangent. But if you look at Panic Room, the game, nothing. Even Alien 3, Alien Cubed, nothing. Yeah. It's just the Yeah, film. no. Um, I watched, this is the only one for this week that I hadn't actually seen before. Um, and it's yeah one of Finch's weakest films, I think. Not bad by any means. First of all, I think, but I will say it's too long. Okay, it's like nearly two hours, and you could cut this down to ninety, maybe even eighty minutes. Honestly, but this film does not need to be nearly two hours long. The poster um, scares the Jody shit Fox. out of me. The... <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So for those of you who haven't seen Panic Room, I'm gonna describe the poster to you. You could just look it up, but I'm gonna describe it. It's um. Be- Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Yeah, she's lying sort of sideways down, and in the background, sort of behind her, is like a sh- is like a dark figure, like you can't make. Pretty sure it's Forrest Forrest Forest Whitaker because he's big and broad. I'd imagine it's probably yeah Forrest uh, Whitaker, um, but yeah, no, it's I think it's this is fine. I think Jared Leto. You you're saying you like Jared Leto? I didn't think Jared Leto was that. Oh, he didn't give a great performance, but he, his his character was a dumbass. 
it was the voice. Like, if you look at the three, like, Forrest Whitaker, Jared Leto, and Dwight Yoakam's Raul, if you look at the three of them, they are quite smart in their own ways, although Forrest Whitaker is kind of the, the brains. Jared Leto yeah, is the loud, obnoxious... His name is literally Junior. And yeah. Raul, at the beginning, he's just like, I am Raul. And then... He's towards yeah, the end he kind of goes psycho, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Jodie Foster. I'm a I love Jodie Foster, but I don't know if she's doing. Is a young Christian yet. Stewart as well? Yeah, Christian. I think this was like probably her maybe her first role. I think like she's not that old, and I think Kristen Stewart is a very underrated. Yeah, she's thirty three, so she's not that old. So she would have been about twelve when she made this. This must be like one. Of... I think Kristen Stewart is a very underrated actor. This is her second film, third film, sorry. So she, and she'd been in a bit of TV, well, in a TV movie before this. So she, um, but I, yeah, I, I really like Kristen Stewart as an actor. I thought uh, you didn't, you haven't seen Spencer, have you? No, but I've seen Twilight. <laughs> well, Spencer, she plays Princess Diana, and she's remarkable in that. She's really good in Spencer. Um, yeah, Panic Room, there just isn't much to say on. I, I do like sort of home invasion movies and that kind of thing, and I and I do really I do like, like home invasions. No, um do like the concept of this film. It just doesn't come together for me completely, unfortunately. It's pacing is boring as batshit. It like the the whole them strategizing on how to get into the panic room and every like I think it would actually make a very good theater performance like oh on, on stage this could be remarkable yeah yeah because you, you have but i think on film it's so dull you know it's just not interesting to me yeah yeah it's like a four or five i'm just like it's a film i don't even have anything I, to talk about it on it a, like yeah i give it a six which is a bit generous arguably but i, I didn't mind and it. it's hardly even fincher like it's the similar to the That's... game where you go like this has no this gives me nothing about character this gives me this isn't this is not a film it's a movie that's the way i describe it and then we move on to the final film of this week okay. we're ending off on a high note with zodiac and it's one of my favorite um, Fincher this films is... I think this is maybe his most underrated film because nobody talks about oh, this film oh but i love when... jill and hall I love Jake Gyllenhaal I, yeah, as an actor no, I, so much. I I love I love this film. This is I I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, so I may rewatch it for next week just to see if my thoughts change. But I think this is Finch's most underrated film because everybody talks about Fight Club, Social Network, Seven, maybe even Gone Girl a bit more than this. And I think no, this is better than certainly. I think it's better than Seven. Definitely better than Gone Girl. Maybe better than the social network. I'd have to rewatch like the social network again and, and this, but yeah, this is fantastic. Uh this I might be this uh sorry, just before we get into the film and just touching on like when you first introduced to it, this might be one of my favorite movie posters, if not my favorite movie poster of all time. Oh, okay. Uh let me get that up. Just so I'm so I can have a look at it. With the Golden Gate Bridge, but it looks like it's two eyes that are shut and crying of like 
like it oh, looks like yeah, I, and that's yeah, a fuck fun. it's phenomenal compared to the floating heads it does have a floating heads poster like there is an, a version of the poster that's floating heads yeah but i don't i don't like that one as much i think that i think i just like that i just like the one with the the bridge yeah the... yeah this is, this is yeah i mean jake gyllenhaal we touched we've sort of talked about him before when we did uh far from home and harry was yeah not 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 a fan oh, but i of, hate of that Far film but i love gyllenhaal that's what killed me and we you can't even say just i don't even acknowledge far from home as existing in the mcu which sucks mysterio is one of my favorite villains gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors yeah jake gyllenhaal i think he's re- ju- just remarkable in this film jake gyllenhaal's great robert Downey jr though this was like when Robert Downey Jr. was sort of on the resurgence. This was just before he played Iron Man in that first Iron Man yeah. film. I think he's remarkable in this. He's fantastic. Mark Ruffalo as well. Again, Mark Ruffalo, I think, a very great actor. I think Mark Ruffalo brings a lot. I think this is the second highest rated Rotten Tomatoes film from Fincher. Uh, I think... Yeah, is number one the Social Network? It's the Social Network, then Zodiac, then I think it's the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or Seven. Fight Club's only got a 70, 79, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's very low. Well, I think that's just based on people, like when it sort of um, came out, I think. There's like a lot of sort of negative reviews from when it came yeah. out. Um, Mank also has like an 83, but. Oh, that's way too high for me. Um, yeah, I mean, those sort of three central performances, Gyllenhaal, Downey, Ruffalo, fantastic. I, I like this is this is this is an amazing film. Oh, like, it's I think phenomenal. We're both in agreement that this is this is a remarkable. I would go as far to say it's a masterpiece. Oh, it's fucking amazing, Gym. and we know that Fincher like. And I've been I've been bursting to say this basically. I've maybe even been rushing this episode a little bit along just so I could talk about yellow. The this film <laughs> and we know that film Fincher uses colour really well. Um, but we know that in this film specifically, the colour yellow. In not only context to all other films, when you talk about how yellow is a warning, yellow is very rarely used in film unless it's to create a feeling of sickly but yellow traditionally in life is a is a sign of life it's the sun it's the flowers right but yeah. this film the way that yellow is used firstly as as the zodiac so the presence of the zodiac killer is shown by yellow whether or not robert downey jr's paul avery is wearing yellow or jake gyllenhaal's robert gray's is wearing yellow it, or the how the pillars in the in the press room are all yellow the chairs in the meeting room are yellow because that's where they discuss this is where they think about the zodiac killer this is but when it's, we jump into the future and you see that once the world has sort of moved on and once everyone has moved on, the only person still wearing yellow is Jake Gyllenhaal because he's still so obsessed. And now it shifts yeah. meaning from color to from the presence of the Zodiac Killer in not physical presence, but like metatextual presence to his obsession with the Zodiac Killer. And then the way the film ends, spoiler alert, with 
or one of the final sequences in the films where he's just making that intense eye contact with one of the suspects who's wearing yellow. And it's just, mm. it's like, oh, that's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's like really think, cool. And it goes yeah. over a lot of people's heads. You know what? Yeah, you know what is maybe my favorite scene in this film? I love, I, I love the scene where Jake Gyllenhaal goes into that guy's basement. Oh yeah, like not knowing if he's a killer or not. I'm like, this is, I, I'm, I, I think that's legitimately one of the most tense scenes in any film I've ever seen. Honestly, like I think it is. I mean, it's kind of messed up when you realize that it's based off a true story as well, but. That's that. This is why I think this film is better than Seven, and why it's so effective. Because this is like this happened a real. This is a real thing that happened. Like this isn't like, and I do, and that's why I find that's why this this is that's why it's like scarier than Seven because it's like oh this is a thing that occurred at like a point in time. This was a thing that people were living through. And yeah. that is insane. And you've also got to give props but... to not only costume design and um, Fincher himself. They had access to the actual crime scene images so they could purposefully recreate, because it's all about historical accuracy, The exactly yeah. like where they were shot, um, what they were wearing, how events played out is incredibly yeah, yeah, accurate yeah. to actually how it happened. I know there are obviously discrepancies. It's a dramatization. But... Yeah, you can't be completely accurate. Yeah, I think fin- Fincher is like is is an incre- is like a perfectionist as a filmmaker. You know, like his films. You know, regardless of like, I think Panic Room is like a well made film. It's just the writing and direct and the sort of characters that don't work. But like, it's directed well. I don't think it's directed very well. But like, Fincher is like such a yeah. This film is just so remarkably well crafted. I think it's. I remember I watched this when I was overseas in Germany, just on my phone, I was on an exchange trip and I was in a class, but I didn't have to do any work. So I just sat at the back, put my headphones in and just watched Zodiac on my phone. And I was like, oh, this is so good. And even then I was engaged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think like this film is so well made and I love that. Like, cause you know, we don't know who, who, who did it, you know, nobody does. So the film doesn't really give you an answer. Which some would ar- could argue, and I would argue fairly so, that is a bit unsatisfying. That there's no real answer, but it's also like it's based off real life, and there is no answer to the real life one. I think, I think, like structurally, it works very well. I yeah, just, I do really love this film. I think out of all be- the and out of all the films that could have like out of all the films that you watched that are based on a true story and this one stands above the rest like it really it's does better than it Titanic. Has, like, it's just, it's, but yeah it is well yeah because it and it's weird because like it does have a structure to it despite being you know because i've touched on this before films based off real life don't really work that well because they've got they're based off of real life and real life doesn't really have a structure but i think zodiac has a really great it has a great narrative structure yeah it follows a really really yeah it it has yeah i do really like a lot of what it does yeah the scene with gyllenhaal in the um that the basement i think is a is a remarkable scene i i think this film just yeah 
And to yes, think that it's still one of the... To think that even after this film, the books that were actually published by the real Robert Graysmith, um, to think that they never found who he was is fucking awesome. Like, that's not awesome. The killer but never found... Yeah. Yeah, like, it... it <sighs> It's so cultural that everyone knows about the Zodiac Killer. Where it's like he he only actually has seven confirmed assault victims, five of who died and two survived. So yeah. really, like for a mass murderer, he's not that fucking like for a serial killer, he's not that. Yeah. But he's prolific due to character, just, like. Yeah, and it's just so fascinating that you know, no, they never found who it was, like. It's just, yeah, very interesting that, like, people, some, like, you just don't, the, people haven't found out who it is, and I think that's really, yeah, like, interesting, yeah. I mean, um, I, mean, I give it a 10. Yeah, it's know, a 10. I, it's a 10. It's phenomenal. I, I, I love it. I love it. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He plays, he's so good at playing obsessive, and I love it. I just, there's something about oh, yeah, the man. He's a nightcrawler. Oh, yeah, he's great in Nightcrawler, honestly. I don't know if there's a Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal role I hate. I'm not a huge Southpaw guy, although I thought he was good in that. He's great in Brothers. So you liked him in Spider-Man, you just didn't like the film. Oh, I try to figure that film exists, and you keep bringing it up. No, um, I, yeah. I don't... I think he does well within like what the mcu wanted him to do but the whole i can't believe i hate iron man even though he's dead because he called my thing bath so now i'm going to become a cunt and like and yes he plays good obsessive in the film but i that's i don't that's not a serious role for him that i don't i don't even credit as a role like and it sucks Mm -hmm. because he's such a great he'd be such a great quentin beck but he just it's just it just it just exists in this what fucking slapstick slip on a banana universe that pisses me off. It's like no, he's a psychologically traumatized villain. You can't just go like fucking oh my god. I'm just a goofy guy. He called me barf. He called me fart. Now I'm angry. It's like no, no. You des- he deserves so much more than that. Oh, I'm really tempted to just keep all this in, just to, to like just keeping in Harry's. Just I hate it. I yeah, hate it. I hate it. So yeah, I think that's pretty much it for this week. It's a bit of a, it's a bit shorter than we expected, but I hope you still enjoyed. I next think week... I think next week it might be just as long, and it'll be all about one film. Possibly. I mean, there is going to be a third person on next week, so maybe it'll go longer. Cause... Because also they they've never been on the show. Ooh, new guest who's never done the show before. But um, they're gonna and because they're big fans of a couple of the films we're covering, so maybe they'll just. And I think sparks may fly because I think we'll disagree on some of those possibly. But I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. Um, yeah, it's a bit shorter than I expected. But also we are we were sort of like a couple films we just have to get through because we don't really want to talk about them and because it's just two of us episode like 
Ari, I've noticed when it's just us two on episodes, we only record for like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. It's when we get a third person that we got yeah. to like two, two and a half hours. Thank you so, so much for joining us for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you all in the next one. Alfie is in. Goodbye. Have a good week.